1: We return to
0: Oilers Now with Bob Stauffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down?
1: Yeah, Digitex does that.
0: D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chet. Welcome back, everybody. It's 1233 in Edmonton. This is Oilers Now. And guests on the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse. 99.90 Jasper Avenue. Go down and visit Rebecca and her staff at Roos Chris. And a reminder, every Wednesday night is date night at Roos Chris. Hey,
1: who 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 are you? Now I, I, I I've not seen you in like a, who who are you? It's been a while, and I've got a huge admission to make, and it's actually it's going to make you sad in one respect, Uh-oh. but it's also going to make you relieved in the other, in that you have company. So the last time I was here, and you're true to your word, so we'll give the sponsor an extra kick. The last time I was here in studio with you, you laid one of those $50 Ruth Uh, Chris gift gift certificates. Now, what is the one thing I make fun of you mercilessly about? Being cheap. No, well, well,, all right, so what's among the things? Yeah, sorry, sorry, that's a lengthy list, okay, I always give Bob a hard time because as as Bob has advanced into middle age here, he is he does tend to misplace things I. Misplaced that Roose Chris thing, and I swear my wife and I probably spent 45 minutes turning the house, did turning you, the did car. You ever find it? No, I never. So, I the reason I tell you this is I, I, you need I, another I, one? I, well, no, I, well, well, yes, because I have none right now and yeah, won't no, have any till Christmas. No, but my point, my point in telling you this story was not to meander my way towards another <laughs> GC, but was to tell you that you do have company because I was like, you know what, I'm never going to tell Bob this because he'll never let me hear the end of it because I'm always giving him stuff for misplacing a wide variety of All things right. and I misplace something. All right. Can you believe that? Uh, I never do that.
0: I, I think, You're rubbing off on me. There we go. Well, I think Brendan Connolly is in uh, the last time I talked to him, he was in Saskatoon. So I, I was actually there. It was Tory's birthday uh, right. yesterday. So we went there Sunday night, but uh, for the first time in months. But I, I will tell you this. We, we should perhaps explain to the listeners. Jack Michaels is in. We sit next to each. So we're going into year nine coming up. Right. I th- Right? So Correct. it's year number nine. So we have sat next to each other for about 110 days a year or so uh, on the plane. Uh, it's somewhere between. I think this year we're gone ninety four out of two hundred and fourteen days.
1: Yeah, but you factor in preseason, right? and Penticton, right. we're looking at eight hundred days. Eight hundred days on an airplane together, yeah, yeah. right? Yes, don't and, you think and we, that's about right? And, and
0: we still sit next to each other. We haven't asked to be moved, and not and yet. How about yeah? Not, not yet. And
1: well, we might have lobbied separately, but we our our requests right. have yet to be accepted. Right. So,
0: <laughs> but. I, I have a ten I, I have a thing there's three things I have to have whenever we land. Passport, yes, wallet, right, and
1: phone. And you're usually at best one of three. It's you, un- we land and you don't have two of them. Right. For I'm, sure. I'm like, where have I put the pa- and I always put the <laughs> pass- Jack, I mean it this time I lost it. No you didn't, Bob. Look. Yeah. So the best one was will you allow me to tell the you one ta- story? You touched that? Yeah. how could, why would you think I'd do that? <laughs> All right. We're we're on the, we're, we get off the plane, Bob doesn't have his passport. He swears up and down he doesn't have the passport. and I am swearing. Yes, he is, and I, look, I, I mean, in full disclosure, I'd be panicking too. But the thing is, is Bob never does lose his passport. So we're sitting on the plane, or we're, we're sitting on the bus for ten or fifteen minutes. Bob doesn't have it on the bus either. He's checking his jacket, he's checking his bag, races back to the plane, and now I'm getting a little itchy because I think we had something to do tonight. Either we were going to a sporting event, yeah, and you're making me late. If- now I'm aggravated. So on the bus, you know, I've got an audience of about fifteen to twenty. That's usually the group that's on the meet bus. I'm like, I'll be back in two minutes. This has gone on long enough. I storm off the bus, onto the plane, directly to your seat, literally gave, I would say, one look, found it, gave it to you and said, can we go now? And we got off the plane. I actually took you, a- had, you had the agents back there. Because yes, when I got on the plane, yes. your seat looked like somewhat, you know, it, it had I'd been i ripped, yes. ripped the seat Then her. The whole thing had been destroyed. And I went back there and found it right away. I would never do that right, to you. i right. do a lot of things to you but I'd never do that. Well, and and,
0: hey, we both know we're privileged to do what we do, and it's fun, but there there are some, and there's some great, and we'll get to some little hockey stuff in in a second here, but there's some unique parts to the job. We were just talking, Brad's from Ottawa, and one thing that both of us, whenever we land in Ottawa, What do we say as soon as we get in Ottawa? Because you land in downtown Ottawa, and we just go...
1: Wish we were staying downtown. This sucks. Right, because we we wish we were
0: staying downtown. We're sitting here 40 minutes on the bus. You go out to... I, you know, I'm not going to name the hotel, but it's right. an average hotel in sort of an industrial part of Ottawa. It doesn't, it doesn't pay homage to the unique Ottawa market at all because you're not downtown. And then we go and broadcast the game in the arena, and it is as antiseptic as any of the smaller U.S. markets that don't give a crap about hockey. Like, say what you want about Arizona, but at least there's two or three thousand Oilers fans making noise every time we do a game from Arizona. My building might not be full, but there's a lot of You go to Ottawa, and the give-a-blank factor is just not there with that team right now.
1: Well, the other thing with... It'd be like almost any city. I mean, you know, it'd be like coming to Edmonton and not staying in the city of Edmonton. I mean, and I know people love to take shots at the city, but the city has a lot going on for it. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of stuff to do downtown and the surrounding areas. And quite frankly, that's what you miss by not staying in, in Ottawa. I mean, you know, you're you're really missing out on that whole downtown experience. And that's one of the reasons that I think you hear Bob talk on this program about traveling and about being being on the plane, is because the biggest privilege we probably have, in addition to covering the world's greatest athletes, is getting to see 30 other of the world's greatest cities. Yeah. I mean, we, there, there's, so, which is, there's really good cities out there to be had. So I'm a Chicago-Montreal guy. And, I'm right there with you. Right, and, There's nothing wrong with that. And I think, you know, and I know you don't love New York as much as I do, but still New York would be in your top 10. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it, I'll
0: tell you one that you've sort of hooked us all into It's Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh yeah. is the subtle, you know, because it had such a, when I grew up, Pittsburgh had a, a blank hole reputation, right? right? Absolutely.
1: And it was justified. And you're from West. Bit of the- a concrete jungle, uh, and they've done a great job of kind of remodeling that area and, it, you know. You know, it looks it, green, it and the rivers, and
0: it's yeah. cool because downtown does a lo- does look a little like Gotham. You know what I mean? Right. Like what
1: we th- would think of that Gotham City would look like. But, but then it's got a little bit of Edmonton with that River Valley, yeah. and that's why I told yeah. you yeah. first day I was in Edmonton when I was driven over the River Valley, I got a weird yeah. Pittsburgh vibe and a weird like, hey, this kind of feels like home vibe. Yeah. And people in Edmonton think it'd be kind of silly for me to compare it to Pittsburgh, and people in Pittsburgh likewise to Edmonton. But I'm telling you, there are some parallels with that River Valley churning through the city you, that we live in. You can text us
0: at 30 For those of you that have been to NHL cities. Which one have kind of caught your mind? We'll get to some of the texts a little bit later on. Uh, I know we did a, one of the trips of New West Travel, and I specifically told the people, and we do an advance event in Edmonton before they go. When you uh, go from the airport into Pittsburgh, and then you drive into Pittsburgh, coming out of that tunnel, coming out of that tunnel, yeah. and then suddenly the city is there with
1: like a smack in the face. It's right, right in front of you.
0: It's yeah. right there in the river. Like there's the, it's
1: it's that's a pretty cool yeah. sort of thing that yeah. occurs. And there. we also like to drive into Chicago. Same thing. We're right along the river. The city's off. to... Our left, and then there's the The lake on the right, and and the lake's on our right. It's it's beautiful now, Chicago uh, for an American. Maybe just a thought: the first time you did play-by-play in that building, and you got uh well. You and I, I think, have talked about this even on this show before. Is is I think we played Chicago twice in what was my first seven or eight so or nine NHL games. Yeah. yeah, so it's ten, eleven, and we played them twice in early November. Yeah. So I, I don't think I was even ten games in. Yeah, for both of them, and uh, you know, I, so I think the first one, and of course, they're the defending. Stanley Cup champions at that point it's their first cup in 37 years 47 years no 49 years 49 years so 49 years so there was still that freshness and you had the 23,000 in there and it was I think game 5 maybe and the Oilers won both I think they lit up Marty Turco at least one maybe twice maybe both of those games but yeah the anthem for that one was my Jim Cornelison Right. Yeah, uh, I would say that's you know, I mean obviously the Battle of Alberta, my first game, was a huge welcome to the NHL moment. But when you get on the road with the team, experience the city, the travel, and then have that kind of atmosphere, that's another double whammy. Whoa! There's in one, the National Hockey League.
0: There there's one more thing as part of it. So you got you got the reigning Stanley Cup champions. Where was the president of the U.S. from at that time as well?
1: That yeah, was it, right? That's right. There was, it. because
0: yep. I felt there was more pride in the United States in and around that time, of two, Certainly than there is. I mean, on a whole, on a whole other conversation. Because oh. we're flying back for Pittsburgh the night of the election, and you're lecturing me. You're like, I'm oh like Jack, you know, like you know, Bob, you have no idea of how tough this is. Yeah, yeah. And so it's
1: it's kind of funny how it all worked out. But let's just say I'm very happy to live in the city. Yeah, very yeah. right now. <laughs> well, no. I mean, I've been happy since I've been here. But if there's an appreciation for Canada and Edmonton that's been ratcheted up, I would say the, the last couple of years. The last it couple years. years, yes.
0: Absolutely,
1: there's been an escalation. All right. Uh, what about Montreal? Like for uh, uh, same thing. Yeah. I, same. Th- absolutely. I mean, look. As you know, my first games, uh, you know, my first exposure to hockey was not the Penguins. Right. My first exposure to hockey was CBC out of London. Ontario, on a bit of a fuzzy, snowy type yeah. signal. I didn't know what, I don't know whether you got those in Canada, but in the States, you'd get, you know, out of your 20 stations, three would be snowy. Right. And CBC out of London, Ontario was ours. And I'd get the Leafs or the Canadians. Every you know, right. and so come April, of course, I wasn't getting much of the Leafs. I mean, they they made a few token appearances with their forty-eight yeah. point seasons under John Brophy, but usually I was getting Canadians one, two rounds deep. Yeah, and so I absolutely had an appreciation for the Canadians. And one of my earliest hockey memories was Edmonton knocking off Montreal and then making a big deal of it and asking my dad what you know what because I didn't know the right. game at that point. I'm seven or eight years old, and he said. Son, you don't understand this is this is the Yankees losing this is you know yeah. at that time, same kind of thing, so uh absolutely, and the great thing about what they've done with the bell Center in Montreal, and Bob and I have talked about this before as well, usually off the air, is the real great thing they did with the Bell Center in Montreal is it feels like that building's sixty years old, and it is beautiful and inside. It's inside. And, and by that, I mean, they, they keep it dark. But what I mean by that is it's steep. Yeah. Uh, it's steep. There's not a bad seat. Even though there's 22,000 people in there, there's not a bad seat to be had. You're right on top of the action. And just the way the lighting is done in that building, you could shut your eyes and open them and think you were about to watch you know, Dick Irvin's club.
0: Yeah, and you know what's interesting, Jack? <laughs> I find when we go to Montreal, uh, the Oilers, there's a perception that Edmonton's played a certain style, and at times they haven't, at other times they haven't. But now that they have McDavid, and I, I hearken back to, you know, being a 15-year-old kid in 81 sure. when the Oilers pulled off that upset. I remember by the time Game 2 rolled around, I've discussed this with all those Oilers alumni guys in that era. There, There's this... Game 2 mm, in 81 against Ga- Montreal. Yeah, Game yeah. 2 in 81 in Montreal. After the Oilers had blown him out, Gretzky had five assists in grade one, uh, Game 1 the nervous feeling when Gretzky had that pop. like Because in an educated hockey market, there's like like you can feel it right when when he's going. And when McDavid, when the Oilers went in there, this even last uh, you know, what was the year that Scriven stood on his head and uh, McDavid put the puck between his legs? It was the game before the uh, Super Bowl blow in, in uh, Brooklyn.
1: That was not a great trip, but one heck of a move by McDavid. And yeah, that was the last uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Bob, but I think that might be Ben Scriven's last win in the nhl one of his last
0: wins yeah yeah, the professor but uh you know i just the last couple years that edmonton's gone in there game a couple years ago was on super bowl sunday was like a one nothing game that the Oilers won on a shootout but the nervousness with the canadians fan base when mcdavid had the puck like there's no building that you sense it more than in montreal on the road like they and it's they can pick up on the moment he touches it there and they're not booing Right. Like, that's the thing. They're not booing them. It's I mean, in
1: anticipation. Right. And for the most part, the Oilers have brought their game. I mean, in you and I's tenure, I mean, I think of once, Lander OT win, yeah, once. Penner OT win, and then just one kind of sleepy performance where they were never really in it. Afternoon game. Yeah. Are, are we not playing there again on Super Bowl Sunday this year? We are. We are. We'll be in the air for Super Bowl Sunday. Oh, no,
0: no, no. we got to talk about that.
1: Well, you know what I did last. I'm very—Bob now I've told some stories on Bob, so I'll tell a story on myself. I'm extremely immature, and I put the headphones on and act like a six-year-old, so I didn't find out the result the last time we were on the plane, and that was for the Patriots-Falcons Super Bowl. So I get home, and my wife is taped it all proud of herself, and then with two minutes to go, the PVR ran out. She didn't, she yep. didn't tape enough programs on the back. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, at the back of the plane, Milan
0: Lucic was going yes, nuts. Going nuts. Right and I
1: <laughs> I had a feeling something was up, but I was, you know, I think I was, wasn't I even going la 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 like No, you, know, was, you, ah. you were worse
0: than that. You oh, were staring at other people around yeah. you. Yeah. Jack Michaels Bob Stauffer with you uh in Texas again just your thoughts and your favorite destination I mean one of the things that was uh, pretty cool for us was San Jose and Anaheim in the playoffs the amount of order fans that were down there for those games it's great I mean it was we
1: felt like we were in in that yeah. because Bob and I it was one of the times where, you know, it's nice enough, where it's a pl- very pleasant walk. It's not that far. Right. And Bob and I, I think, walked at least once or twice. That never happens. Well, but to it's San not... Jose, and we we ran into more Oilers fans than we did San Jose. I yeah. mean, it was got, very comfortable. Oilers travel well, they got yep. great fans.
0: This is Oilers now.
1: This is Zach Cassian from Redmonton Oilers, and you're
0: listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630. Check. Bob Stoffer with you. Oh, wait a sec here. Where's that one where going? I think we're up. Yeah, there we go. Bob Stoffer with you along with uh, my play-by-play partner, Jack Michaels. Just having a little bit of a problem with the headsets here. That's what happens when you, you know how I butcher those as well.
1: I'm, I'm surprised they let you touch as many buttons as they do in this facility, to be honest with you, based on how I've seen you mangle some technical equipment over the years. But uh, you do pretty well for yourself.
0: Dustin, when you get a second, can you grab me another set of heads, uh, headsets? Maybe steal them out of the uh, 880 booth. That's where all the young kids steal them from this booth all the time, because these ones are clicking in and out. You can text us at 630-630. We're talking road stories. Vegas was great. That text comes in. Now, I have a theory on Vegas. And, Jack, I'd like you to comment on this. My theory is you're going to Vegas. You're already philosophically aligned with having a good time. You're going down to Vegas. The weather's going to be nice. You're in a party mood. So the game experience becomes even better. Contrast that if you live in Edmonton or Winnipeg and you're dealing with minus 30 for a 10 day stretch and you got to find parking. It's a different type of experience. So you're going in not one. And of course, Vegas had a way better year than anybody thought possible last year. Do you think I'm on to something there that people are already submitting or committing to the Vegas experience? And that's part of what made it better.
1: Well, I think Vegas was a great story, you know, all around uh, on the ice, off the ice. I think, you know, some of the things are a little bit Silly from a hockey perspective, hockey. but but it is hockey. Vegas, and that's what you get when you go to Vegas. You know, you get Celine Dion. I mean, I, you know, I, I think there's a fair amount of people who go to Celine Dion who wouldn't necessarily admit to going to Celine Dion, but you go because you're in Vegas. Right. It's a show, like I, you know, what's the one guy Wayne Newton? I mean, I, would he would he play anywhere else other than Vegas? There's certain situations that I think apply to Vegas and. So So I think some of the things they've done with their game presentation are right in line with what they have to do and what's expected in that city. And I certainly wouldn't take anything away from Vegas. I think everything went right for them. What they're going to have to do, ultimately, Bob, I think, is to be successful long-term in the National Hockey League and in that market is... The true test will come when they have a rough couple years, and I'm not suggesting that they're about to have a rough couple years, but I always think when you get into a new market in the National Hockey League, there's always going to be that honeymoon period, plus, in Vegas's case, they were so successful on the ice out of the gate, that kind of doubles the honeymoon period. But ultimately, to be a successful franchise long-term in the National Hockey League, you've got to prove that you can draw fans into your building and that you can generate that same type of publicity when the team isn't as successful. Are you
0: selling the steak or are you selling the sizzle? They sold the sizzle this right. year. Let's see if they got the steak. Uh, here we go. You can text us at 630-630. Uh, Greg says, Bob, uh, you have to like Tampa. Nice stadium. Lots to do. And you're 40 minutes from some of the nicest beaches in the United States. That one
1: comes... Well, Bob doesn't have to like Tampa because he doesn't like the heat, he doesn't like the humidity, and he's not a beach guy. I mean, you like, but you're not a guy who's going to spend that time. You know what? Species like me go to a beach and they get harpooned. That's the issue. What's the most relaxing 20 minutes that you and I have had together in nine years? Can you think of
0: it? Was I just sitting there out on the beach with the Russian guys? Well,
1: close Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, when we oh. were in Fort Lauderdale for the draft, <laughs> yeah. you kind of sat down. I, I think we were just on a blanket or something, and you were like, <laughs> you, you, were, you were like, "This was this is kind of nice," and you just sat there for about twenty minutes, which for you is an eternity. And then you got up and said, "All right, that was cool," and then you uh, walked off and did your thing.
0: We also didn't have to work that hard because the owners had the number one overall pick, and I think we had a pretty good idea. Yeah, we had a, we
1: had a real good idea. I like who your we were chances drafting. of taking
0: this McDavid guy, you uh, can. T- but you were chill there for yep. 20 minutes on the beach. Kevin says, Bob, the Saddle Dome, what a burn. Love that place. Really? From Kevin from Stony, I, I I think he might be being a little bit sarcastic. That is not
1: one of your favorite arenas because you don't like heights, and so you don't like walking across. Well, I just don't like the route that I. But I've kind of cured myself of it. I do it every time, even though there's a way to kind of avoid walking across. What what Bob's talking about is the walk. The easiest walk to our broadcast location there is you actually walk over top of the scoreboard. It's a cow. And yep. for certain, the first five or six years of that were quite disconcerting. I wouldn't say I race across it now. You also never went across with me because you thought I might push you. (laughs) Well, I was afraid you'd do something silly, that's for sure. But the bottom line is, is I I don't mind that building. I think that Calgarians would tell you that they're long overdue for a new facility, and so would Gary Bettman in the National Hockey League, and I'm inclined to agree with them. But you're rarely going to hear me run down an older building, and there's... A simple reason for that, Bob, and it's a rather selfish one, is that always presents the best view. Unfortunately, our one road game against the New York Islanders this year is not at Nassau Coliseum. Oh, They're playing it, twenty out there, but we're gonna we're gonna be seeing them in Brooklyn.
0: Uh, you can text us at six thirty. Six thirty. Uh, this text comes in Buffalo because it makes Edmonton look so much better. Ha ha. Uh,
1: you know what? Buffalo's got a couple of good restaurants and. Bob and I, one of the things we like on the road, and this is for just the listeners out there giving them some background, Bob and I's dream situation on the road, and there's what, about eight or nine cities where you've got either a quick walk or the rink is actually attached to the hotel. Because then you're a little bit more on your own schedule. It affords Bob the flexibility with his show and the arena to do what he wants. It gives me the same options. When you're not tied to a bus schedule, I think it makes it easier for us on the road.
0: All right. Other than the 45-minute drive from the airport, Denver
1: is a fun sports town. I like. you lived yeah. in Colorado, right? I did, and it's always sunny there. Even when it's a little chilly, yeah. it's usually nothing but sunshine. Uh, I I liked, we used, we moved hotels in Denver. What was the Cherry, what was the? Cherry Creek. We was a great it? shopping area yeah. for you. You're, you're yeah. a bit of a guy who doesn't mind getting out there. Yeah. and Buying a few things for your wife and kids. Uh, the, uh, and great food places. Great food places. In Denver, too. But so
0: we no longer stay there, so.
1: No, and we've also been squinched a little bit in our broadcast locations. So we used a to have. Lot. A lot. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to be oh, diplomatic. To be but. Screwed, <laughs>
0: screw them. They're taking, but yes, they're taking
1: revenue. Sharing
0: money out of Edmonton, yeah, from, we're, our, we're, from
1: our fan base, we're uh, a little, we're a little packed in there now. Meanwhile,
0: they're owning teams in the EPL as well as, uh, as well as the. I mean, that that is a, you know what, that is a cheap franchise, by the way, in in Colorado. I mean, they've got. I mean, the,
1: the, they did go hardcore on the scoreboard. Yes. Well, so we'll give them credit for that, assuming they kicked in some dough for that. The other thing we like about Colorado is, generally speaking, and I think this goes for uh, this goes for a handful of other teams, but generally speaking, Colorado and Edmonton play entertaining games. Yes. They play entertaining yeah. hockey.
0: There we go. It is twelve fifty eight in Edmonton. Jack Michaels is in studio. Bob Stauffer with you when we come down uh, back uh, after a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. We're going to get to the nuts and bolts of what uh, has happened in the offseason and uh, where the improvements uh, need to be made and potentially will be made moving forward with the Oilers. This is Oilers Now.
1: Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.